Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I'm so glad you've joined me. Today is Wednesday, September 8th. We're going to talk a little bit today about fear and fake news. They are two sides of the same coin. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Are you weary? I hear that word everywhere I go these days. People are weary from the pandemic, weary from what's happening in our schools, weary from what's happening in our state capital, and perhaps most of all, people are weary from the feckless leadership in Washington, D.C. But I've got good news for you guys. My name is Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress in Washington's 3rd Congressional District. I need your support so I can be your voice in Washington, D.C., and together we can bring sanity and hope back to this weary land. To join my team, please visit me online, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. So I hope you guys are doing good. Before I get started today, a couple of things I'm looking on my calendar, a couple of things I want to remind you that are coming up. First of all, thank you to everyone who came out yesterday to the rally in Olympia and to Battleground to say, we want Battleground Washington to be free from the tyranny and the stupidity of vaccine passports. By the way, did you guys know that there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of sex offenders roaming around your streets right now who have decided, uh, who have been able to make the case that carrying ID that says that they are a sex offender is a violation of their personal liberty. They feel discriminated against. And yet you're seeing people talking right now about vaccine passports and making you guys have papers. This is ridiculous on its face. So thank you to everybody that came out to Battleground last night to protest that and talk about what's happening right here in Washington state. Lots of things happening in the news. And I wanna talk really quickly before I get into some of it about what the Bible says about fear. Because when we give ourselves, when we give into fear, what we've done is we've just said, Lord, I don't, I don't trust you. I don't believe that you're gonna come through for me, but the Bible says that he will. Fear is probably uh, the devil's most popular weapon that he uses against us. Years ago, I did a series for women of conferences around the world and they were, we appropriately called them fearless. And I wanted the women to know that God will fight for you. He said, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. I am your God. I will help you. I will uphold you. And yet with all the craziness going around us right now, with the wars, the conflicts, persecution, violence, crime, uh, what do we got? Natural disasters, uh, viruses, economic uncertainty, unemployment, disease, death. Everywhere we look right now, we are discovering that we are surrounded by fear. Fear and surrounded by fake news, both sides of the same coin, because fake news is only meant to do one thing. It's meant to make the other side afraid. And so if they, if they slander you, if they can put fake news out about you or about anyone, uh, and we're seeing this happen all over the place, right? This is, you know, uh, lying about people is kind of the oldest trick in the book. All you got to do is go back to, you know, Jacob and Esau, look, look what Rebecca did to lie to her husband so that Esau would get his brother's birthright. People have been lying since the dawn of time. But it's an interesting thing to note right now how fear is being used. Fear is being used against people. Fear is being used against the people of God. Fear is being used to stifle the truth. And that is at the end of the day, that's what this is about. I read to you guys last week from Psalm 56, I believe it was verse three, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, the apostle Paul reminded us, don't be anxious 
right? And anxiety is everywhere right now. He said, stop it. Don't be worried. Stop it. In every situation, by prayer and petition, meaning coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, this is what I need. Please help me. He says, with thanksgiving, and that's a, that's a tough one. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then here's what you get. Are you ready? It's the peace of God, which the Bible says passes understanding, transcends, transcends understanding. It has the effect of guarding, protecting your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so we know it's the heart and the mind, right? God isn't giving you a spirit of fear. What has he given you? Power, love, and a sound mind. That's the ability to think through things. That's the ability to notice what is right and what is wrong and be able to make a wise and good judgment. And I told you last week, one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible is found in the book of Exodus, uh, in Exodus chapter 14. And when the, the Israelites are up against the Red Sea, you guys remember this? There's There's no hope of any of any intervention at this point. Um, they've been constantly attacked. Pharaoh's army has taken them to the edge of the Red Sea. And when there's no hope of doing anything else otherwise, and there, it doesn't look like anything is gonna help them, Moses spoke the words in Exodus 14, 14, the moment that he parted the Red Sea. Right before he did that, he said, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. And this is our God. This is This is who he is. And right now what I'm noticing, did you guys see uh, Rachel Maddow? I'm going to see if I can look it up. This is hilarious. More fake news out there. And this time it's about the virus and, and ivermectin and the number of cures that are out there right now. And the truth of the matter is we are watching people just literally being um, governed by the spirit of fear. And we see it everywhere. And it's no surprise, right? But Rachel Maddow and a whole bunch of other liberal figures took the bait on a false story about ivermectin overdoses. Did you guys see this? I had to laugh. Because it, it's, it was, it's right back to what I was telling you. Fear and fake news, they're two sides of the same coin. And it looks like a couple of days ago, I want to say it was Monday, probably Labor Day, that a bunch of mainstream media figures got fooled by this false story that some Oklahoma hospitals were overwhelmed with patients because they overdosed on the drug ivermectin. If you're not familiar with ivermectin, it's a parasite-fighting medication, and it's sold over the counter as a veterinary drug. A lot of people using it with very good success to treat, especially in the early stages, COVID-19. Well, the story was originally reported and at Oklahoma's KFOR-TV News, and they quoted testimony from a guy named Dr. Jason McClea, claiming that hospitals in a rural part of Oklahoma were being overrun with patients, overdosing on the drug, causing gunshot victims to have to wait to be treated. Well, it was later deemed false after the Northeastern Hospital System denied that they had any patients treated there for overdoses from ivermectin. And then they said this so-called doctor hadn't worked at one of the hospitals in question for over two months. So this is hilarious to me. So in a series of tweets and articles, and I'm going to read to you now to Fox News. This is so great. In a series of tweets and articles flagged by journalist Drew Holden, well-known liberal media figures like MSNBC host Rachel Maddow and prominent outlets like the Rolling Stone, who, by the way, uh, published a hit piece on me a couple of years ago, reported on the false testimony for their millions of viewers and followers with no apparent action being taken by Twitter to combat the misinformation. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? We've got to talk about the Rolling Stone Ivermectin article, he said. Turns out the story about rural hospitals so flooded with overdoses of ivermectin that they couldn't treat other patients was entirely invented. 
A lot of people took the bait. And I've got screenshots Holden tweeted referencing the Rolling Stone publishing their own piece on the false story, one of the first following the original report. It's fantastic that these guys are actually coming out and going, eh, no, that's not right. But as of the time of this recording, Rachel Maddow's tweet was still up was still up. I had a friend of mine post about the story. She lives in Oklahoma and you could see the people lining up outside the hospital and they were in coats. You guys, it's like 150 million degrees in Oklahoma right now. Fake news, fake news. And if you've ever been the victim of fake news, we need to start actually fighting the real fake news instead of the fake, fake news. Uh, and you can see that the media is being is pushing this out there. Why? Because they want you to live in fear. They want you to be afraid. Is the virus real? Yes. Is it killing people? Yes. But still the survival rate is 99.9%. 99.9%. And I have also been falsely accused. You know, my life has been lived out in the public arena now for many, many years. And years ago, I was the victim of a horrific accusation. And to make things worse, these two sisters who are, uh, one of them is still a a key player in the homeschool community. One, uh, One of them, at the root of this accusation, well, actually, they both knew that they were hurting me and they didn't care. Why? Because they really, what they really wanted was to hurt each other. And if you've ever heard the phrase hurting people hurt people, this is a perfect example of that. They thought that if they used my name, it would lend credibility to the family feud. But in the end, selfishness has prevented them from correcting the lie. And so Unfortunately, and that that was way back in 2014, and unfortunately now here I am in a congressional race, and of course the accusation has resurfaced because my opponent dug up the false story and used it to secure endorsements against me. But the second time around, now that this lie has resurfaced, the damage is greater than it was the first time. Why? Because the stakes are higher. And this time the devil is using a false accusation to try to keep me from being a voice for the people of the United States. And listen, as I I think about this, because I'm watching it circulate the news, and it's a horrific headline accusing me of being involved in the cover-up of the sexual abuse of a minor. If you read all the way to the end of of uh, of the story, they don't have anything. So at the end of the article, it almost almost always exonerates me because it's a completely made up fabricated story. And yet most people don't read beyond the headlines. Why? Because that's all that it takes. People don't don't have time or they're not interested in reading beyond a headline. This is the same thing that happened with the so-called overdoses of ivermectin. It's exactly what's happening to me as I'm running to represent the people of Washington state in the Congress. And it's it's exhausting. And last week, after all of these attacks and several days of seeing my name smeared all over the internet, I got to tell you guys, I was spiritually and emotionally exhausted. And as I came before the Lord and, and brought it to him, he reminded me about that time that the Israelites were also spiritually and emotionally exhausted. He reminded me that they also had an army bearing down on them, the Red Sea at their back, and the Israelites needed God to act. And he did. He did. Just before parting the Red Sea is when Moses said, be still. And I think you guys, this is how God works. And in the end, God is the owner of the outcome. We are not the owner of the outcome, but we've got to be wise. We've got to be discerning. I think if we could grasp the truth that God will fight for us, we would experience a whole lot more peace and a lot less angst. And so if you're in a season of being falsely accused, rest on the Lord. A lot of you are feeling like you're falsely accused right now just because you've shared the truth and people have said, no, you're, you know, you're crazy. You're upside down. You're backward. Fear and fake news, two sides 
of the same coin. And if we can keep our eye on the ball and if we would not let the adversary distract us, if we would not share uh, and, or participate in fake news or better yet, when you see something that's fake news, call it out. And say, no, I'm sorry, that's actually wrong, and start correcting the misinformation. The unfortunate thing about what's happening, well, there's so many unfortunate things, right? Let's be honest. But the really unfortunate thing, I think, about what's happening right now, particularly as it relates to politics and as it relates to the races that we're watching all over the country, is that we are living in a time when evil has has a, a firm grasp on the hearts and minds of people. And there, I'm seeing people who are just absolutely blinded by fear. I met a woman online the other day who was so terrified of COVID, even though she's been vaccinated twice uh, and her kids have been vaccinated. She hardly ever comes out of her house. Why? That's fear. And when you when you cloud the, the the human mind with fear, reasoning goes out the window. You can't think straight. You can't do your own homework. And the media wants us to stay in fear. And people who are running against me in Congress, they're using fear by smearing my reputation all over the internet because they know that if people are afraid, well, maybe Heidi's really like that. Maybe she really is a predator. It's fear. And we know that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So we've, we're going to have to start doing better at... Uh, at recognizing who the real enemy is. And speaking of the enemy, are you guys, did you see what happened in Afghanistan over the weekend? Shameful. So the U.S. Embassy was in Kabul, right, in Afghanistan. And uh, now our big, our uh, the American flag obviously is gone. And the Taliban has placed their flag on the wall of the U.S. Embassy. They've painted it on there. Their emblem, their flag. This is a terrible moment for the United States. And President Biden, his uh, approval rating is tanking. But you know what? It's kind of too late. I'm waiting. I think they're going to invoke the 25th Amendment. I'm waiting for that. I know that a lot of you are just like, no, 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 because then we're going to get Kamala. We are so far down the rabbit hole with this uh, creepy, a uh, guy who's got, you know, obviously has massive issues with dementia, this guy that's in the White House right now, we're, the 25th Amendment is going to have to be invoked. And as we continue to see this um, barrage of criticism, and most of it is absolutely well-founded, come toward his weak leadership and the, decision, the, the decisions that he is making, particularly with the turbulent withdrawal and evacuation from Afghanistan, which, by the way, there are still hostages over there at the time of this recording. And now we've got a new surge in COVID, and he is absolutely unable to deal with any of this stuff. And I think a lot of people are scratching their heads right now going, man, I just don't know. I don't know about that. But listen to his approval rating. As of Tuesday, the president stands at 45 to 49 percent in the average of the latest surveys compiled by Real Clear Politics. This is the lowest of any president in this particular time in an administration. So just it's down six points from June, just over half of those polled. 51% gave the president a thumbs down at how he's handling his duties. This is a jump of nine points from, from June. And so this is a this is very, very telling. But you guys, policy has consequences. And we knew this going into it. We knew that this guy was going to bring in terrible policies. We knew he was going to be, a, you know, the, one of the most radical presidents ever in the history of our nation. And that's turning out to be true. But what we've got to do is keep our eyes on the ball. What can we do? The first thing we do is we begin to pray like crazy. And remember, I've been telling you guys this forever. We pray for instruction. 
Lord, what do you want us what do you want us to do? We know we need to be praying for Afghanistan. The Biden administration has refused to allow private evacuation planes to leave Afghanistan, putting people in harm's way. I heard of a pregnant woman who was shot uh, by the Taliban at the time of this recording. And, it, you know, people may come out and say, no, that wasn't the Taliban. That was ISIS, whatever. A pregnant woman was shot in front of her husband and children. Uh, the other day, beaten and then shot to death in front of what's happening over there. We're going to see it get worse and worse and worse because when the when the United States shows weak leadership, tyrants always uh, begin to take power. And that's exactly what you're going to see happen. And so pray for our friends and for especially you guys, for Christians and for women in Afghanistan, because I think things are going to continue to get harder and harder. And as we think about what's happening in the country and around the world as it relates to politics and it relates to decisions that we make, I'm going to always encourage you back to what I talked about before. When you think about the fear that has settled over this nation and around the world like a cold, wet blanket, and the left, by the way, in this country is absolutely obsessed with fear. Why? Because it's working for them. It's working for them. If they can keep you afraid, they're going to keep you from critical thinking. And if they can, if they can keep you terrified, you're going to have a really hard time making a wise and good decision. And if you've ever tried to debate with anybody, particularly a, a liberal about COVID, you're going to understand what I mean. They're going to wear a mask in public, even though they're fully vaccinated. They're going to demand that schools impose mask mandates, despite the lack of risk to their kids. If you show them a study that says masks aren't effective at reducing the risk of COVID, they don't care. They don't want to see it. I I don't know about you, but I think we're being tested in a lot of ways right now. And uh, I've been watching how my kids in particular are responding to this latest, this latest wave of the virus. And again, the virus is real. I've never denied the virus. What is happening? And I don't think it's going to go away. I think we should start calling COVID what it is. The Chinese virus is a bioweapon. It continues to mutate and it's going to be here until it's not. I have been encouraging my kids and I want you guys to encourage your the people that you love, particularly your children as they're walking through this. This is a hard time to be a child. Our kids are being told that the air that they breathe is toxic and it could possibly kill them. They're being told that people could possibly kill them. You wear your mask for me. I wear my mask for you. Raising our children right now is a very uh, challenging, this is a very challenging time to do it. But I tell my children exactly what the psalmist said, that our days have already been ordained for us and I will not live in fear. And I do not want my kids to live in fear. We, we must not do this. We must not. So this is a great time to be doing things, real things, surrounded by real people who also choose not to live in fear. And that is what is healthy for your children. And I wonder, what is it going to be like, you know, three years from now when we've spent two years scaring the living daylights out of these young people? Uh, I'm shocked. I've been watching right here in my own hometown. You know, it, it could be 85 degrees outside and I'm seeing young people on scooters with masks on, scooting down, you know, scootering down the street. Why? Fear. It's fear. This is scary stuff. And we have an opportunity to speak life into it. Fear and fake news, two sides of the same coin. And when you guys see fake news or when you see anything, I don't care what it is, an article that comes across your desk, it could be something about COVID or something about uh, the presidency or something, whatever it is, do your homework. Don't, if it, especially if it makes you feel, if, if it makes you doubt something that in your mind, you're like, I don't know about that. Usually the motivation behind it is to try to ruin somebody because someone else is afraid of that person. And this is, this is obviously hurting us. 
in a hundred different ways. And so I'm going to encourage you today, like I always do, put on the full armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the truth, which is the word of God, the helmet of salvation, put on your feet, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Part of the way that we bring peace, and Jennifer and I talked about this a little bit last week, is to be kind in our rebuttal. Stick to what you know to be true. Refuse to allow the spirit of fear. Remember, fear is a spirit. And if, you, if you're if you aware that it's a spirit, and if you treat it as a spirit instead of an emotion, you're going to have a whole lot better handle on what's happening in the culture right now. Fear is a spirit is not from God. Fear and fake news, two sides of the same coin. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked today. In fact, maybe today is just a good day to put away your phone. You know, I don't even get notifications from Facebook anymore. I'm very rarely on there as uh, only to just get on and and say what it is I want to say and then get back off again because it's so vicious what's happening out there right now. And not just happening to me. I'm not talking about my congressional run, although that's definitely been uh that's been rough. And if you guys want to hear my answer to uh to my week last week with regard to the run for Congress, you can listen to America's Town Hall that should be posted today. Just Google or search iTunes or wherever you guys listen to podcasts for America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John cuz I'm talking a little bit about that. But I didn't I didn't get into the race for Congress for the money. I didn't get in, well, for goodness sake, you know, you, you have to really think twice before running for any office, which is exactly what these people want. They want you to be afraid. They want you to go, oh man, I just can't do that because they're going to slander my family. They're going to try to ruin my reputation, try to ruin my business, ruin me financially. And if you think about it, what they're really trying to do is stifle voices of truth. And this is happening all over the world right now. And so hang in there, you guys. Do not succumb to the spirit of fear. Don't don't succumb to the fake news that you see all around you. Trust the Lord. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. What has he given you? Power, love, and a sound mind. You guys can do this thing. I'm praying for you this week. Shepherd your children. This is a wonderful time. We're at the beginning of September. Uh, come up with a plan. You guys can get involved with my scripture writing plan. There's an opportunity for you to have your kids participate in the copywork challenge there, and they can be writing scriptures out with you. If you want to join me at Mom Strong International, we are studying the word. This is where we find hope. All right. You set your mind on the things above. And as I've told you guys many, many times, you know, we don't live for this place. We're here to do the very best that we can to bring hope and bring healing and offer solutions and and work with people and be in the lives of people. But ultimately we seek a city to come whose architect, the Bible says, and builder is God. And at the end of the day, I was talking to my husband about this on the way here to the studio this morning. At the end of the day, and this is the truth, so hang in there with it. It's, it's a win-win for us. So even, for example, even if I uh, whether I win my bid for Congress or whether I lose it, I will use my platform that God has given me to tell the truth and to speak truth. And that's a win. So no matter what happens, if you're doing what God wants you to do, it's a win. And so we live our lives, a life of obedience. You speak the truth. You say, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to succumb to the spirit of fear. And then watch what God will do. He is still on the throne. He is not unaware. You guys were born for this time in history. Your kids were born for it. So get in God's word with them. Join me, you guys, at MomStrong International. Have your kids do, if they're younger, have them do uh, the copy work for the scripture writing there. That's just $2 a month, I think, and some change. Join me, you guys, online, MomStrong International, and let's start the year off right, the school year off right, by focusing our hearts and our minds on Jesus Christ, who is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
And what we need now more than ever is Jesus. We need truth. And so today we're going to come before the Lord. And I'm going to end this podcast just asking him for it. Lord, I thank you so much that we don't need to live in fear, that you didn't give us a spirit of fear. And Lord, as we're surrounded by people who are nefarious, who are leveling accusations that are both unkind and untrue, Lord, I pray that you'd give us discernment so that we are able to make a wise and good judgment. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to shepherd our children to be in your word in the morning so that we can put on the armor of God so that it will shield us against the attacks of the adversary. And Lord, I thank you that you have said that you will fight for us. And I thank you that you told us where fear comes from so that we can recognize it when it's here. Lord, I do pray for the, for the women, especially in the Christians. Actually, I just pray for the people of Afghanistan right now, Lord, who are being uh, terribly mistreated. And Lord, I pray that you'd restore to the United States godly men and women in leadership in every position of authority, Lord, from the city councils to the school boards, Lord, to the state houses, to the House of Representatives and to the Senate and to the White House. Lord, we need people of integrity now more than we've ever needed them. Help us, Lord, to assume that role of being ambassadors for what is good and what is right so that we can work for people. You love people, Lord. You have demonstrated your love for us and that while we are yet sinners, Lord Jesus, you died for us. Help us to live with that in mind. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We invite you into our day today and into every day. I pray that our lives would bring you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. As always, we love it if you leave reviews for the show over at iTunes and for my books, anywhere that books are sold, but particularly Amazon. And we want to thank you guys so much for your financial support of this ministry. It means more than you may ever know. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.